Welcome to the Steady Picks Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Big John, and alongside my co-host and last year's league champion in Steady Picks League, Donnie. Donnie, how you doing today? Doing great. Happy Friday, Big John. You know, Donnie, let me ask you a question. Be honest. Big, big matchup in the Steady Picks League between you and I this week. You a little nervous? To be honest, yeah. Um, you know, have a couple bye weeks. Um with the Rams, Minnesota, you know, tough week for buys uh, for some of these good teams in the NFL, like the up echelon teams. Uh, so you might have caught me on a good week. Yeah, I was kind of excited when I saw the buys and I saw some of the pickups you made and the things you were trying to do to, to be competitive. I was licking my chops saying, not a better week to get you than probably the week I'm getting you on. So uh, I'm excited. We'll see if it's an ass whooping next week. But uh, you still got a good team and anything can happen as we know in fantasy. But uh, it'll be interesting. But, you know, crazy, crazy trade uh, actually went on last night that I think, Donnie, that, that we have to talk about. And that's, you know, Christian McCafferty going from the Panthers to the 49ers. And, you know, it's interesting, Donnie, because it's always the Rams that are swinging for the fences with the big deals. And San Fran kind of had that back seat. Well, they swung yesterday for the fences. Uh, you know, obviously the Bills were in on that deal. The Broncos wanted a piece of that. And the 49ers stepped up by giving up a second round, a third round, a fourth round in 23, and a fifth round in 24. I guess my question for you, Donnie, is do you think the 49ers gave up too much? I do, Big John. I really do. You know, for, for Kyle Shanahan offense, they bank on, you know, just any running back, any running back being able to come in and, get the job done in that offense. And now they trade a two, a three, a four in 2023 and a, and a five in uh, 2024, I believe. And uh, it shows they're going all in. Um, it's funny. You know, me and Ricky talked about this just a couple of days ago. We both um, locked in NFC championship bets on, on San Francisco and the odds have kind of dropped uh, pretty significantly on some books. So that's good to see. Um, as far as fantasy takeaways, it's, it's interesting um, you know, Christian McCaffrey just been volume, 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 one of those guys over, over the last several years. And be curious to see what this offense looks like. They'll probably ease him in, uh, you know, in week seven. But moving forward, I don't know if he's going to see that same volume with, with all these weapons San Fran has. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. I thought they, they gave up too much. But I guess if they win – which I think San Francisco has a complete team now, you know, then it doesn't hit you as hard. But that's a lot of picks to give up for somebody that has had some injury issues and, you know, isn't a spring chicken. He's been in the league for a little bit, you know, especially as a running back. So I kind of agree with you there. Um, as far as, you know, do you, do you think that this move puts the 49ers over the top? Is this the move that Kyle Shanahan, you know, needed to be able to, to, to get to that championship in your mind? You know, they, for their sake, they better hope so. <clears throat> I believe uh, they're now stuck with, with not very many picks all the way up until 2025. So, you know, they've put their chips all in. Um, yes, the, I think it makes them better. It gives them another, you know, element uh, out of the backfield with Christian McCaffrey. It'll be interesting to see, Big John. 
Yeah, you know, I agree with you. I mean, between Trey Lance, which was a you know Shanahan pick, and then this giving up the future, you know, for for McCafferty, you know, who has some injury issues as of late, you know, um, gosh, I I hope it works out for him as well too. <laughs> no question about that. You know, a lot of people were asking with this on the other side of the ball. On the Panther side of the ball, you know, what does that backfield look like now? Is it is it you know Hubbard back there? Is it Foreman? How's that going to work, Donnie? What's your take on what it's going to look like on the other side of the ball? Yeah, I'm I'm assuming some leagues, you know, uh, these guys might have might already be rostered. Some they might be free agents. Uh, I, I don't really love either. I wouldn't I wouldn't go out spending all of my fab on either of these guys. We know this Carolina offense is very, very subpar. Um, and they're likely going to split carries, uh, barring injury. So I'm not going out of my way for either of these guys uh, in the free agency market because we're just one trade away from this happening in a maybe a little bit better situation where a running back s- steps up and, and takes over a backfield. You know, guys like Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, those two running backs are, you know, being spoken about uh, as we near the trade deadline those would be massive trades and, and open some upside for other guys uh, when, they, when they departure, if they departure. Yeah, really good point. I, I agree with you. You know, I, I, I see it as a split. I think Deontay Foreman could probably handle more of the workload. Um, but I'm not going out and dropping, you know, 80% of my, my fab you know, budget to try to get one of these guys. So I totally agree with you there because I do think it will be a split. Um, I, I would but- prefer – uh, Foreman as well, Big yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, me too. A lot of people, a lot of people ask. I just think he's built better, right, Donnie? I think he can. He's proven last year he can handle three down work. So if you're going to go for one of these guys and you're going to bet the house because maybe you're, you know, you need someone. You had a Wilson as your key guy. You know, I, I think Foreman's the guy. I think we're both in agreement with that. And yeah, that's a great point, guys. Like, <clears throat> you know, te- the Tevin Coleman's, the uh, TDPs, like. Seems like they're ready to be dropped. I, I wouldn't necessarily drop Jeff Wilson because we, we've seen Christian McCaffrey's injury history. Um, Elijah Mitchell back in a couple weeks. Uh, I, I would just keep them rostered just in case, you know, whoever is getting the bulk of the work in this San Fran backfield is usually very productive. Uh, so maybe they turn into sort of a handcuff, but the guys like Tevin Coleman sort of are on the back burners. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we, we completed week six and let's get to our takeaway section of the show. Any significant takeaways after week six that, uh, that kind of jumped out at you? Yeah. Two things, big John, um, the rookie running backs, you know, specifically Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, they truly look like they could be, you know, league winners. Um, Brees Hall, has, looking ahead, has some favorable matchups uh, during the playoff weeks. Kenneth Walker is just most likely going to just take over that that backfield and and be a workhorse. Uh, they both look very good up to this point. If you got them, they're easy plays week in and week out. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Walker, boy, I watched a lot of that game. You know, 21 for 97 yards and a touchdown, a couple receiving, you know, two for like, I think, 13 yards receiving. But, you know, he did that on 69% of his snaps. I mean, he is a 
beast. I, I, I agree he could be a league winner. I was so happy that Kyle Pitts, I know he only had three catches for 19 yards, but he, but they finally threw the damn ball to him in the, in the red zone, and he got a touchdown. I do not understand what Smith is, is thinking. I mean, this guy's a red zone monster, and he still continues to not give him the ball, but at least he finally got his first touchdown, so maybe things will change. It's, uh, I kind of took away that, and I also liked that Brandon Ayuk broke out a little bit with a couple touchdowns and, you know, eight for 83 yards. He has a pretty juicy matchup against, you know, Kansas City. But now with this Christian McCaffrey thing, who knows? Yeah, that's that's a great point. We, we see Ayuk have a big game, but now these targets, the, the ball, there's only one football to pass around, you know. There's a lot of mouths to feed, Kittle, Debo, you name it. Um, be interesting dynamic to uh, to keep an eye on. And the other thing I have for week six is, what a home run trade you had, Big John, uh, scooping up Austin <laughs> Eckler. You know, we always talk about getting guys when when their value is at their lowest. And Eckler was a first-round pick. And if you have those guys in your league who are able to or are willing to move off him that early in the season, you know, you hit a home run on that trade. And Eckler, Eckler looks like his old self. No, thanks. I appreciate it, Donnie. And, and, you know, I'm all about, and you hit it, right? You know, you were right on. You, know, you sell low. You know, you, you sell them at the high and you buy them at the low. Like, look at Eno Benjamin, right? I mean, he, he was involved in 87% of the snaps. You saw a monster game, you know, yesterday, which we're going to talk about. I'd be all over, if I was a fancy owner of him, I'd be all over trying to dump him at the high right now, knowing it's only a matter of time until Connor comes back. So so you're right, which takes us really right into the, the last night's game. You know, we had Arizona at the Saints, Arizona winning that one 42 to 34. So a great steady pick call. They had the over uh, at 44. That hit in the first half. It was 76 total points. I mean, that was a just a great easy pick. I love those picks when, you know, you don't have to stay up all night to watch them. So great pick by stay picks there. But, you know, I look at that game on the Arizona side, Kyle Murray, you know, 20 for 29, 204 and a touchdown you know, 100%, you know, passing rating. Didn't run much, 7 for 30. I think the real story there was Diop, you know, how he came back and, you know, he was just a target monster. He got 10 targets for 103 yards. It seemed like Murray was just peppering him with targets. And again, with no James Conner, you know, Eno Benjamin, you know, had, you know, like I said, 12 for 92 for a touchdown and, and he had uh, 21 receiving yards as well. And then on the Saints side, you know, I mean, gosh, Andy Dalton. I mean, three interceptions, two, not one, two pick sixes. So his stats at four TDs with 360 yards really meant nothing. But besides for Alave, you know, for seven for 106, it was it was really nothing there. I mean, what was your take on last night's game? I it was kind of a, a weird game to me. Yeah, kudos to any any fancy owners that started Andy Dalton, you know, he has three interceptions. It's still a, a monster fantasy week. Um, biggest thing for me is, yes, DeAndre Hopkins was a target monster, but the, the Saints are so banged up defensively. You know, their secondary is banged up. Lattimore was out. Like, I'm not putting too much stake, you know, into this game for DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, he looked good. I'm interested to see what, what happens moving forward. You know, we talk about two pick sixes. Uh, the Cardinals, 42 points on the scoreboard, but that, that offense still didn't look great. You know, they had some short fields, uh, whatever it might be. This Cardinals offense still not really uh, 
flowing as well, as well as some might expect. Uh, we see Robbie Anderson doesn't really play much. No, uh, no catches. Be interesting to see how they, you know, implement him moving forward. You know, Cardinals get a win, but it wasn't pretty. They still got, you know, a lot of flaws on both sides of the ball. Yeah, totally agree. And, and I think, you know, we talk again about, about buying somebody maybe, you know, on, on the low side. You know, is Kyle Murray in your mind? I mean, a couple people I saw had wrote in about, you know, about should I go after, you know, Kyle Murray? I mean, it can't get too much worse. Here's a guy with unbelievable upside. He's getting Hopkins back. Might be a guy, right, that, that, that potentially, you know, if you need a quarterback, that maybe you try to get him on the cheap. Yeah, and he's kind of been quietly productive in fantasy. You know, nothing uh, to write home about, but but he's been solid. He's been a QB1, and I think they're going to let him start to run the football more, uh, whether it's design runs or him just playing, you know, that recess ball where, where he extends plays and uh, gets out of the pocket and, and makes things happen with his feet. Uh, didn't necessarily need to do that last night due to the game script, but I think we're going to see more of that, uh, and I like Kyler Murray moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to start to use those legs more. And it was it was interesting. I think DeAndre Hopkins, I think, kind of calms him down. You know, he has a little bit of attitude and motion on the field. And you saw last night, I don't know if you caught that in the game, when Hopkins kind of went in there and kind of calmed him down a little bit. I think that's going to, I think that's going to help him because I think he's a player that needs a, a veteran like that to, to be there to kind of calm down when it starts to get a little bit shaky for him. So I'm kind of excited that, that Hopkins is back even for that reason. Uh, as far as questions are concerned, Donnie, and you know, this segment just continues to, to grow. I mean, we're, we're getting calls saying, can we just increase this section uh, of the show? Unfortunately for time, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell our, you know, our listeners, we'll try to get as many as we can in. But, um, and I know we've been really strong with the recommendations, especially you, Donnie, on, on kind of the starts and stuff. We'll try to get them. If not, feel free to write to the Steady Picks website. We'll try to get some of them answered for you as we can only get so many on the show. So let's get right to it, Donnie. Mark uh, has, a, has a question on quarterbacks. Should I start Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers? Give me Geno Smith here. Uh... Aaron Rodgers and that offensive line, that receiving core, it's just not clicking. Uh, simply put, you know, whether it's Aaron Rodgers being a, a little shaky, a little rusty, or if it's the offensive line and, and this receiving core not getting the job done, not not getting open, not finding, you know, the holes in the zone. Um, give me Geno here. He just continues to, you know, put up very solid performances. And I'm going to roll with Geno here over, over Aaron Rodgers, where I think Washington, um, well, their pass rush might get home. Uh, quite a bit. Well, you know, Mark, this is, uh, I couldn't agree any more with, with Donnie. So you have a, both of us on Geno Smith there. So hopefully that helps. Miguel has a question. Miguel needs two Donnie from the following list, Nick Chubb, Ramon J. Stevenson, and David Montgomery. Chubb, easy one. Uh, Chubb's a must start week in, week out. As far as Ramon J. Stevenson and, and David Montgomery go, I'm not sure there's a great option here. Obviously, if Damian Harris uh, doesn't play, Ramondre becomes a must-start, but Harris is supposed to be back from injury. Um, personally, I think Ramondre is the better running back, deserves you know more touches, uh, but I don't know if we're going to get that. Damian Harris seems to get the red, the red zone uh, and goal line touches, which hurts Ramondre's fantasy value. And as far as uh, the Bears go, 
you know, they've came out and said they're just going to ride the hot hand between David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. So I don't know where that leaves him. I, I think if Damon Harris plays, I prefer Ramondre, um, or I prefer David Montgomery, excuse me. But but I don't know. That's, that seems like a toss-up where both might end up being uh, splitting splitting touches. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. You know, you know Montgomery's playing it in New England, so you know Belichick's going to take out Fields or he's going to take out the running game because they have no passing game. So, you know, I, I get a little leery there. I mean, Nick Chubb's a no-brainer. As far as Stevenson's concerned, Harris is supposed to come back, although I find that truly amazing how quick. And if he comes back, you know, they're going to ease him back in. So, you know, I, I, I think I'd probably go Stevenson if I had to pick a second one there. But like you said, it's it's so close. You just don't know. Um, but definitely Chubb and I think Stevenson. But that's a close one. You probably can't go wrong there on the second one. Um, Sue, Donnie, asked, she needs one. DeAndre, uh, Deontay Johnson or Alec Pierce? I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, I'm assuming it'll be Mitch Trubisky at, at quarterback, which – which might hurt Deontay Johnson a little bit, might help him, uh, yet to be seen. But I'm just not buying into this Colts offense, you know, throwing the football that much. Um, Matt, it felt like Matt Ryan threw a ton, if I'm correct. Uh, and Alec Pierce obviously caught the, the game-winning touchdown, I believe, which sort of padded his stats. Um, I like Alec Pierce, but, but I think it's a little, little bit of an overreaction uh, from last week. I'll, I'll go with Deontay Johnson. Sue, this is another one we both agree here. I think Deontay Johnson at Miami as well. Um, he's a he's a he's just a target monster. He's reliable hands. I think he's going to get much more opportunities than Alec Pierce. So uh, Deontay Johnson's the guy there. Tyrell, let's get to your question. You need a flex between Tony Pollard, Zay Jones, or your guy Donnie Brian Robertson. I'm going to go Robinson just because of, you know, the volume and the touches he's probably going to get. Uh, commanders starting Taylor Heineke, a quarterback, they'll likely try to establish the run game, you know, keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, uh, and hopefully he sneaks in the end zone. He hasn't looked, you know, great, but he's looked good enough where I feel comfortable starting him, and I think he'll get enough touches to, to outproduce both Zay Jones and Tony Pollard. Yeah, and Tyrell, I agree with that. I mean, Powered, you know, you love any matchup against Detroit, but I think Robertson's absolutely the play here at Green Bay. I think they want to get that run game gone, and, and he's starting to get, you know, more and more carries. So I totally agree there. Let's get, uh, let's get to the last one. Let's get to one more real quick for Anthony here. Uh, Gerald Everett or Robert Tunyon needs one, obviously, the tight end position. I'm going to go Everett here. <clears throat> you know, Chargers want to throw the ball quite a bit um and Everett's been one of Justin Herbert's favorite targets so it feels like week in week out um at the slim tight end position Everett feels like a must start yeah this is a no-brainer for me as well Seattle just stinks against the tight end position you gotta go you, you gotta play Everett in this situation totally agree um we do have time I know there's a bunch of trade proposal questions that came and that's crazy we have time to grab this one Michael Gallup for DJ Moore. That's an interesting one. What's your thoughts there, Donnie, on, on he be trading Michael Gallup and receiving DJ Moore? He wants to know, Pete, if he should make this trade. You know, looking at it um, without any further details, like I would love 
uh, Michael Gallup in this situation. But there's a big but. The trade deadline, um, Carolina's been wishy-washy whether or not they're going to you know, look at trades to sell off DJ Moore. Um, if they do, depending where he goes, his stock might you know, rise tremendously. But Gallup's also getting Dak Prescott back, and and they've they have a good repertoire. You know, they have a good chemistry. Um, I prefer Gallup here moving forward. I think he's just a safer play. Um, DJ Moore is seems like he's next to worthless if he remains in Carolina for the rest of the season. Your bet, yes, he might he might get traded to a, to a great situation, maybe Green Bay, maybe somewhere else where he might really boom. But if not, he he's likely hard to start week in week out. Yeah, and and Donnie, you really nailed it. I mean, Dak is back, Pete, and and Dak loves Gallup. And like you said, I mean, there is some rumors about DJ Moore, but if he stays there, I mean, he has really the value really drops. I mean, so I think you have to you have to hold on. I think we're both saying kind of hold on to Gallup in this one. Uh, as always, Donnie, I have to tell you, uh, it's been great with the show. Congratulations on your win last week. And uh, I'm hoping I won't be congratulating you on your steady pick win this week as you're playing me. So, But good luck, my friend, on that. And let's enjoy uh, week seven in football. This is Big John and Donnie signing off. Everybody have a good day. <laughs>